0: Covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Your host here, Jeff Lloyd. Your Locked On Browns pregame edition brought to you tonight by MyBookie.com. A little later than I wanted to release it this week, guys, but uh, you know, as always, you know, sometimes uh, real life takes uh, the way of what we want to do, what we need to do. So you got to move some things around. But we're getting you uh, one a little bit later this week, but we still put together a a heck of a week. Of shows for you if you haven't gotten to them. Obviously, you know, Pete was on. We talked about the half year Waypoint post game show. Obviously, some PFF stuff with John Costco as always. The crossover with Aaron Freeman from Locked On Falcons. A little draft talk with Joe Marino. And also the um, Locked On Cavs crossover guys. And if you took one thing away from Chris Manning, you Browns listeners, what you took away from it was he actually. Enjoyed where the Browns are at. Um, so look for where we were a year ago to where we are now. Um, I know two wins, and it doesn't look like it's that big, but guys, it, it, it's it's light years ahead. And of course, all of the you know a lot of that came with the Monday after the road game at Pittsburgh. Um, Pete Smith joining here this evening for the pregame show. Pete, uh, how's everything going? Um, I, I I know you're busy at work today. You uh, know, scouting college players,
1: burying people on Twitter. So typical Saturday or what? Yeah, it's. It's it's not too bad. This hasn't been a great slate, but all all everything just got interesting with uh, Tua and his knee in the medical tent. But other than that, I mean, it's been pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah, I mean, if anything that could only, I mean, if God forbid anything were to happen, maybe you're going to get a, a a closer college season. Um, but I mean, this one's all but over. If if he remains healthy, uh, you know, enjoy that playoffs because it's not going to be much one of one. Anything, guys, um, but we are here to talk Browns, and we are here to talk the pregame. Um, we're going to start. I guess I figure we'll go on the offensive side of the ball here, Pete. And um, look again. Now this is pretty much. Well, I mean, obviously Kansas City better than Atlanta, but again, a, a similar game here where key. To this is going to be what we want to see from the offense. Is look, can you still keep putting up points? Because even everybody who had the dreams of you know a nine and seven season. I don't think you guys realize the offenses that this team is going to have to play, and obviously with a rookie quarterback and a lot of changes on the offense. You know there was going to be some times where you know the points just didn't come as willingly. Um, Freddie Kitchens now obviously put together a really nice game plan last week. Um, I hope we get to see more of the aggressiveness as far as the fourth downs and the two point play conversions. But Pete, uh, you know Freddie here, and you know what, what maybe more could we possibly look for here as we get to week two of the Freddie Kitchens mm. short error.
1: Well, I mean, I'd like I'd like to think it's more of the same, especially since they go from one of the worst defenses in the league to one of the worst defenses in the league back to back weeks. That you hope that they'll be able to sort of keep building on what they started last week and gain a little more confidence, and, and maybe more importantly, just get a little healthier. Uh, there's not a team right now that could, you know, that's looking forward to the bye maybe more than this Browns' defenses, but offensively, um, if they can sort of Get a little more rhythm heading into the into the bye week. They may they may that side of the ball must be like, look, we're we're finally getting stuff going. We don't want to have a bye week, or you know, we're we're getting a little confidence. Maybe we take this, go to the bye week, and get even better. That we feel like we're going to come out and make some noise uh, the the rest of the year. Uh, but that side of the ball anyway is pretty healthy, and and the Falcons sort of. Give them a lot of what they'd like to see, especially if they're looking to just continue to feed those running backs.
0: Yeah, and that's it. you know, look, I mean, you know, you, you know what the bread and butter here is. Um, hopefully, obviously, you know, you hope Rashard Higgins is going to come back with a little bit more health because um, you know what you saw was you know basically like the uh, you know the short crossers the short crossers and stuff, which told you maybe the knee wasn't 100 percent as far as the cutting ability. You know, the kind of you know light workload. Um, I assume and I hope and I pray that we're going to see Greg Robinson again. Just those words coming out of my mouth, Pete, just seem odd to say, bro. Well,
1: look, I mean, you know, part of this is the fact that, you know, he got a nice a nice opening game largely against Breland Speaks. No Derek Johnson, or uh, Derek, what's his face? Justin Houston on that side of the ball. It wasn't, you know, an elite edge rusher by any stretch. And, and, and we had some of that success with Des Harrison uh, that hopefully this week and Vic Beasley is incredibly underwhelming. Uh, And then they just added the equally underwhelming Bruce Irvin, but they're just different. I mean, they're just speed guys. It's not just, you know, power. And, and that, that's more of a question for Greg Robinson. Des Harrison was the guy who's more suited for a speed type game. So it'll be interesting to see what he looks like in that, uh, in that style of, of, of game plan. The the one thing you can't say is is it, uh, out of character for Robinson is he was so much better as a pass protector in the past game than he was as a run blocker. Almost a
0: 30-point uh, grade different on PFF,
1: yes. So you're hoping that even if he's not you know, a great, great pass blocker, given the, that he's going to have a little more of a challenge this week, that maybe he's going to be a little bit more proficient as a run blocker. It's not like Vic Beasley's looking to stand up and, you know, Take on, a, take on a hard block and, 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 you know, hold up his end, this becomes a, a great opportunity for somebody, uh, you know, to, for the Browns, especially with what the Falcons struggle against, the run, for them to basically say, look, we got Petonio and Robinson on one side. Let's freaking pound the ball with Nick Chubb. Uh, maybe get the screen game going more to help, like they did last week, to sort of help uh, slow down that pass rush a little bit. And then maybe they can sort of open up some opportunities in the passing game.
0: Yeah, and, and well, first things first, if they're even going to attempt to try to put a Bruce Irvin or a Vic Beasley on the field at the same time, it should be an automatic audible to run. Um, these guys, look, they, all they really care about is getting their sacks. They don't really, you know, they're not guys who great out well. And like Pete said, obviously, you know, straight, you know, pass rushers. They are more, you know, they're, they're more 3-4 edge guys than they were their ever traditional defensive ends. So, you know, that's you're going to have to worry about. The one guy who actually on their defense does, um, you know, surprised me a little bit, uh, you know, out of Minnesota, the linebacker Campbell, Devontae Campbell. He was a guy I liked during the process, and he's kind of turned into their best linebacker. He can kind of run with some backs. Um, you might see a lot with him with Duke Johnson tomorrow. I mean, I still like Duke Johnson in that respect, but uh, he's a guy who's pretty solid in that aspect.
1: Yeah, they're, they're banked up, obviously. They're, they're missing their top, top dudes. They're sort of, you know, a little bit bottom of the barrel type stuff. I mean, it, it, the kid from Yale uh, is getting some play. Who I liked, uh, Alokan or however you pronounce that. Um, just a s- speedy, super a- supremely athletic guy. That you know, Atlanta's a defense that wants to play with a lead, and and that's how they succeed. Is is they aren't built to play in a slugfest, a, a drawn out, difficult, hard fought battle where they can't sort of. Dictate what they're going to, what teams are going to do. Where where they can sit back and pa- rush the passer and drop into coverage. When they've got to line up and play the run, they have a difficult time. And and with a with a defense that, granted, is beat up, uh, but has the potential to sort of keep you in a game. That that's a recipe for a team like Atlanta to it. You know, as 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 much as this may seem like an easy win in some respects, and maybe it still will be. That there's a recipe here for them at home to To keep this game interesting late, and see if they can't, you know, make something happen with 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 this matchup.
0: Yeah, and look, you're gonna you're gonna have to go that route. Um, you should be able to move the ball. Um, look, more of the you know, you're gonna need to, and they're just gonna have to get better at this. Starting to control the clock. Um, you got to do everything you can to help this out uh, defense out because it doesn't seem like Greg's changing his ways anytime soon on the snap counts for these guys, which you know. However stupid it is, I mean, but it is what it is at this point, and that's just the way he's going to do it. So you know they got to continue to you know gel and and grow because I mean more and more that we look at this offense, I mean, other than you know you you, you know you need a Damian Ratley to step up, or you need a Damian, you you need the guy you want Damian Ratley to be. You need at the wide receiver position, um, we could maybe need a left tackle. Or however it works out, or maybe they put Petonio there. But offense, I think we've got our pretty good eyes set on you know what is going to be the offense here, you know, for for a while, or at least for the foreseeable future here with this Browns offense, the way it is currently constructed. Um, guys, if you come to me for betting advice, look, I, I'll give you a pick. I can't guarantee it's going to win. Um, but if I'm going to give you the pick, I'm going to tell you where you should bet and who you're betting with is almost as important as who you're betting on. That's why I'm always going to suggest to you to mybookie.com. They have been in business for years. They have fantastic online reviews. The mobile site is simple, clean, easy to use. You can do it right from from your car seat, not while you're driving, guys. That's illegal. Um, I would only recommend a site that's been good to uh, to my listeners. That's been good to me. Don't make many bets, but if I do, you, I use my bookie. You win; they pay. They have in-game live betting, over/unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is currently slammed with prospective new members. If you register with them after C- 7 p.m. Eastern, they will give a free twenty-five dollars to your account. That goes along with what they will always do, where they will match your initial deposit one hundred percent so you can get your match up 100% get a free extra $25 if you register, if you register your account after 7 p.m. eastern standard time use the promo code lockedon25 capital o capital l capital o visit mybookie.com online today myb dot e.com mybookie.com you play you win you get paid now Pete, moving forward here um now the defensive side of the ball um look uh Julio Jones finally scored a touchdown, and that seems to be something that people were harping on and holding against the fact that he's probably, you know, one, two, three of the best receivers in the league. Um, but now, you know, and you, normally what you say with Atlanta is, well, you know, they get kind of lucky. They play nine, nine dome games a year, get to play a road game in Tampa, get to play a road game in Carolina. That's 11 right off the bat. Um, normally, you know, the weather, the travel to the grass, not so great. Uh, they did hang 35 last week in Washington in a game that was about similar, about 40 temperature degree day. Um, give me some early thoughts here, Peter, what do you think of this, you know, Falcon offense and Calvin Ridley, uh, look, you know, maybe not athletic, but guy certainly knows how to, maybe may not be an athletic tester, but the guy's been certainly been a a key point to that, that offense thus far.
1: Well, the first thing is, is, you know, Calvin Ridley you know, we can. I don't think Calvin Ridley is what he is if he's not in that offense, and that doesn't mean he wouldn't be a good player. But that's just when you walk into a situation where you've got a quarterback completing seventy percent of his passes, you've got Julio Jones, you've got backs who can do it. All these they, things. they need you've to spend. Did they
0: need to spend a number one pick on a wide receiver? Exactly.
1: So you know, the, the first thing people are going to focus on with with this game is going to be. Do the Browns have enough corners to compete in this game? Allegedly, they do. Uh, Denzel Ward, you know the guy. The second time this year, he's gone down with an injury that looked like, oh man, how long is he going to be out? Not even a week. Uh, and then you've got uh, Demaryius Randall coming back again. Uh, he's con- he's allegedly good to go. The Brown, I mean. It would be great if they could have E.J. Gaines and Terrence Mitchell back for this game, but they're not like completely screwed. But what I'm actually more interested in from this, this game is is how are the Browns – and Schobert's going to be back, which is also big. But I'm more interested to see how the Browns are going to deal with the underneath game and particularly the screen game with Tevin those Coleman. backs. Yep. Yeah, Tevin Coleman presents a huge problem. Uh, you know, theoretically, the Browns should be a good matchup, and that Joe Schobert and, and Jamie Collins are, are 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 good to deal with that type of situation. The problem is you're running into now is that Greg Williams' defense has been butchered by screens, and you have Jamie Collins who isn't playing particularly well. So as much as this might make sense on a Joe Schobert should be able to cover Tevin Coleman uh, out of the backfield, that's just a play that has just murdered this team. And and that and because of the way they can sort of push everybody down the field, they can open up huge windows where, it, you know, I don't care who it is. It's just a difficult one-on-one matchup the same way, you know, the Bronx would have liked to have been able to do that with Josh Gordon and, and Corey Coleman and those guys if they proved functional. That it could open up space for for Landry and Duke Johnson underneath. They have that going. Now they can sort of have the ability to to just make it just enormous areas of space for for uh, for uh, Matt Ryan to exploit. And that's that's where I think this is going to be a bigger problem. I mean, look, Julio Jones is going to get his. Um, we've certainly seen that in games this year. But it's usually the other guys, these supplemental guys, that just end up killing the Browns, and I don't know how they're going to deal with that. Uh, and, and then they've still got a tight end who can It's not you know a dominant tight end, but it's a guy who, who will at least get things going uh, and, and move the chains and do sort of those things. And that's another area where the Browns have, have struggled a little bit. So I, it's not the front line guys, it's everybody else, and that's sort of the embarrassment of riches that the Falcons are, are rolling with right now.
0: Yeah, and you know, two things that are going to stand out for me. Um, you know, you go back to the Tampa game where Demarius Randall, you know, you know, played corner. Um, are they going to go the Mike Evans approach with Julio Jones like they did and say, look, we're going to keep somebody behind him, Demarius Randall, and if he ends up with his seven for one ten, but doesn't score, it's Julio Jones is what you're going to deal with. Do you roll with that theory and put you know uh, Booty Calhoun back at at free safety this week? Uh, granted, I don't like continuously flip-flopping guys' roles, but they do have the versatility with these guys, so maybe they should take advantage of it. Um, it will be interesting the way the rest of the cornerback unit uh, plays out. Um, why Why they chose not to bring back Michael Jordan, who could have easily stepped in and could have played a myriad of roles for this team because he knows the defense. Just asinine and just dumb. Um, Justin Burris, in his, I think his third year, you yanked him off the practice squad for the Jets. i uh, I don't know guys. I mean it, it didn't make any move. It's just that was a bad move in my opinion. Um yes, there is another gains in the building. I got news for you guys. Uh we had the correct gains. Um <laughs> and uh you look at it, it terrible EJ gains. It's uh, terrible, but uh kind of like what we told you last Sunday and you know, I had said to Pete Um, with the concussions in the succession and the severity of them, you hate to see it. But, yeah, it's to the point now where you worry about, you know, whether or not football is the best thing in the world for EJ Gaines, you know, and also factor in the rest of his injuries. So it's going to be interesting that way. Obviously, Joe Schobert coming back. And like you said with, you know, like Pete said, if he's going to chase down Tevin Coleman, you guys got to keep in mind, Joe Schobert looks like he's going to be playing on Sunday. Joe Schobert's not going to be 100%. So, and this has been, you know, a little bit of an issue that Joe has. I mean, he's more better at walking... You know, a tight end or a guy from the you know first level of the coverage to the second level of the co- second level of the coverage. He's been fantastic from that aspect. Um, but look, I mean, if you're worried about screens and not shots and chasing down Tevin Coleman, I mean, that's something you really got to entertain using Jabril Peppers and uh, Derek Kindred for Pete.
1: Right. Uh, that, I mean, th- th- this is the thing: the Broncos do have options. This is just a question. But, they, of... but they,
0: look, if we're to the point now, look, it shouldn't be a split between Peppers and Kindred. View one of these guys, and look, we know how much nickel and dime you play. View one of these guys as a linebacker and keep him on the field in that aspect.
1: Right, I, like I, I think the perfect scenario is is, wh- and I think both can do it. Is if yeah, you want exactly. to put if, if you want to make Pepper sort of that full time slot guy, making that adjuster, I'm all for it. I mean, he can he can turn and run with guys.
0: Or even still, though, look with your record that it is, put a little more on these guys' plates so you know what they can and cannot do going further.
1: But the other part of that is now if you put Kindred there, he can drop into zones, but he can also blitz and attack the run and do some of those things. So it's just – like I think both have great options there. I personally would prefer Kindred down there so you can have Peppers and Randall over the top. I just think if you split the field in half, that sort of gives them the opportunity to sort of make plays. If you well, want exactly. Play one.
0: If one of them is going to have to go back, you're obviously going to yeah. want Peppers back over, over Kindred. Absolutely.
1: But but I do think that that as you know, and it's not going to be Collins. It's you know it's likely going to be Kirksey. Is that you know this is where the evolution of this team goes? Is it should anyway? Going first, go, yes. go to a two linebacker box with an adjuster, and just play that. You've got guys who you know Greg Williams has openly talked about them being effectively linebackers who play safety. Well now you're you're in a situation where you need a linebacker, so pick one and go. Uh, but overall, I think... Yeah, like Ty- Vallejo should not be getting snaps over either of these two. Or uh, Ray-Ray Armstrong. No! Right, I agree. Those are special teams, guys. But, you know, th- this is a game where the Browns have to be thinking, if we can keep this in the 20s, we've got a shot. If this gets into the 30s, you know, the- the- it's, it's going to be difficult, even if it gets a bad defense, for the Browns to sort of muster up a- a- where you can come up with-, with 30 points short of turnovers causing points
0: or, you know, exactly, gifted gifted turnovers inside the zone things of that nature. I mean, you know you would have to hit on all your two-point conversions because obviously I don't have much faith in the kicking game. And, you know, and I love that they brought in some kickers this week. And I think there was a list of four of them. I think I knew one of their names. So it's I, I, I don't even know if it's something that they're really that concerned about and it's something that they'll just revisit before heading into 19. Um, but, you know, whatever. I mean, the Joseph experience, it is what it is with that. Guys, you were listening to Locked On Browns here. This is your pregame edition brought to you mybookie.com. Pete Smith here joining us. You guys will get a post-game show, you know, within 45 minutes to an hour of, you know, the final gun tomorrow. Locked on Cavs, guys. uh, You know, as I said, me and Chris Manning, we got together, you know, talked about covering these teams. Uh, Look, guys, if anything, I know what Chris Manning is going through. This is the exact spot I was in last year covering this Browns franchise. And look, it can change. It can change quickly. I mean you cross your fingers. It's it's a little bit harder to do in basketball than it is in football because you have seven draft picks. Because, you know, you have a fifty-three man roster. It's a lot easier to flip it than it is in basketball wise. But Chris Manning, locked on Cavs guys, go ahead, subscribe. Uh you know anything you need cavalier-wise. Chris got you taken care of over there. Now, Pete, uh, you know, anything we didn't get to here that you want to you, you jump into? Um, for me, look, uh, you know, Matt Ryan, I mean, the jokes are what they are. I mean, and look, and he can, you know, the 25-point deficit in the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matt Ryan's a damn solid quarterback. He's got damn solid options. And it's, you know, and like you said, if this game gets into the 30s, it's out of hand. I mean, unless Miles, you know, and we always go back to this one, unless Miles Garrett can carry the defense and shut down some drives early, I don't know how they don't get to that 30, 31-point threshold.
1: Huh, it's, that's going to be interesting because, you know, as much as this sort of sets up to be, you know, a blowout and everything else, and, and granted, the, the the level of exhaustion and everything, there are so many reasons for the Browns to sort of roll over and die in this game, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And, but knowing, part-
0: and knowing that the bye week is right there. It's right, right. there.
1: But there is a part of me that wonders if, if because the Falcons, they're not necessarily a soft team, but they, they kind of are. And the, <laughs> and, and, and the fact that I think guys like Ogba, uh, Ogunjobi and Garrett and uh, Ogba and, and Avery can really cause come those guys problems mentality. up front.
0: Yep, they're going to come like dogs, exactly.
1: Yeah, and, and assuming they don't you know, get injured or just flat out left there to rot, you know, it's one of those where, you know, like it was with the Steelers the first game where you, you get into a situation where one of those guys can probably make a big play and sort of, you know, force a, force this becoming a game that the Falcons do not want to get in. That's what I'm sort of worried about is, is, you know, the the Bronx played sort of close the first, first half last game. And, and I think that was, you know, good relative to what we were expecting. I think if they want to win this, it, 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 and I could be dead wrong, but I, I feel like they have to somehow get the Falcons into a game they don't want to play. Somehow get a lead into the half. Somehow create a play that creates points that aren't going to, you know, that aren't traditional. As short of Julio Jones, who is you know spectacular, they aren't like a team that beats you with you know crazy plays. They're just super a well-oiled machine that just sort of does what they do. But they are a team because of the way they've played this year, and certainly they've been better in recent weeks. But when they've been in tough games and teams have sort of been able to force them into that, they've lost. They've lost those close games. They lost close games to teams like the Steelers, they you know, and the Bengals, and, and some of those barely the beat Browns, the Giants. And the Browns have a defense, particularly a line that can sort of frustrate them. And Denzel Ward's the type of player. Uh, they can sort of cr- cause a problem, or or they they you know they create a, a weird turnover or something. That I, I think that has to happen for them this game to really be a game. And they, I, like I said, they have to somehow force a lead into the half. I think if they play close, um, certainly they'll come out in the second half and 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 play l- with all they've got. But I, I do think that the, the way the, one the Browns don't adjust terribly well, especially on defense, and two. Between fatigue and just overall depth, it becomes sort of like a college game. And then some of these more talented teams, and certainly Atlanta's in that class, can sort of outlast you when, when you know, Brady Jarrett and, and Vic Beasley and those guys, they don't play nearly the snaps the Browns do. It's not even close. That they are, they are trusting their depth to sort of keep their guys fresh. And then when, you know, if it's the fourth quarter and it's a close game – you know the Browns obviously have a shot and have forced any number of overtimes, But if Grady Jarrett and those guys are fresh versus Miles Garrett and Ogden Joby and those guys bent over in between plays, it's not difficult to see where the Browns sort of fall short in the end.
0: Yeah, and and look, and it's not like you know, it's not like the Falcons' defensive line. It's you know, it's not like it's Jacksonville's. But they have enough faith to just play these guys and say, "Look, you got to take reps because you got to take reps." It's just for the the best part of the team. It's for the best of everybody involved, which uh, hopefully eventually we get there to one day, guys. I I, I I have no explanation for that. There is none at this point. It's just utter lunacy at this point. The uh, amount of you know snaps that you know these guys are taking on the defensive line. Um, for me to say that I think they will be in this, it would require definitely. I mean, to to have a shot at winning. It's going to require a defensive score. It's going to have require, you know, a, a turnover that is going to lead to a red zone possession. Um, I just, you know, the offense, look, I like where they're progressing as young as they are. I like the fact that, you know, they can find a way to almost get themselves to 20 week in, week out. And, you know, 15, 20 years ago in the NFL, that was good enough. In today's NFL, where it is so offensive strong, it is not good enough. And, you know, Atlanta just seems to, you know, move along, move along, move along. There's 27 to 34 points week in, week out. So it's going to make it tough in that respect. So, you know, for me, I would say, you know, I'm going to put a score on it because I'm kind of required to. So if you wanted to tell me a, you know, a 31-24, a 34-24 type of game, I can see that. And look, we're just more chips on defense. will make that easier so that, you know, hopefully some guys that can take some reps and keep your key players, you know, fresh up until the 58th, 59th, 60th minutes of these games is where they're going to have to go with that.
1: Yeah, no question. I, I, you know, there's just too much that favors the Falcons, and, 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 and just the way they've played this year, the uglier the game, the better for the Browns, which has been their M.O. anyway. In any game they've won, it's largely been ugly, drawn-out football. At home, helps them. Uh, you know, If the weather's questionable, that helps them a little bit. I, I'm not... You know, I don't think the Falcons are going to be too dismayed if you know in bad weather. But well, I mean, the other but, but part I mean, of that for, is and they 40, can't f- turn over the ball on offense. They just yeah. they have to protect the football.
0: Yeah, and look, and everybody, oh, it's guys, it, it, forty guys. It, forty, that's not that. Bad. I mean, we're going to say you're going to say twenty. Yeah, it's a different story. Forty, eh? The sun's shining. It's really not that bad, guys. It's not. Um, guys, we've gone over a bunch here on your Locked On pregame show, uh, your Locked On Browns pregame show, brought to you by mybookie.com. Uh, you know, Pete obviously brought some fantastic points here for some things to look out for tomorrow. Um, Demarius Randall, corner safety tomorrow. That'd be interesting. Uh, you know Calhoun, the same respect. Um, how are they going to handle? Will Kindred Peppers take a role where they're maybe chasing around the running backs? Because Joe Schobert, who is not going to be 100%, maybe it's not the best avenue to go there. And you know, can this D line? Create and give this team a winning opportunity. Kind of all keys to your game, guys. So I hope you enjoyed the show here, guys. uh Pete Smith, read all the work over at NFL Spin Zone. Spin Zone, follow him at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, follow the show. As always, guys, the Lockdown Browns Twitter account is a follow-back account. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Guys, do me a favor. The iTunes rating reviews, please keep them coming. It's one of the crucial points to you know the show with its success and as the growth as it comes. And I appreciate every one of you for listening. Uh, until we talk tomorrow night, guys, LGB on the LLB. Let's go, Browns.